0: Listening to The Mini Minxes. It's a mischievous way to start your week. Disney Girl Power. That's right, you have found us, The Mini Minxes Disney Podcast, part of the Turing Plans Podcast Network. Welcome, Minxters. This is a WDW podcast with a girly twist. This is episode 45 entitled Adventures by Disney Girls. I'm Michelle, one half of your hosting duo. And I'm the better half, Kimmy.
1: <laughs> well, I might as well say it how it is. We all know the truth. Oh, I'm now feeling all dejected and unloved and unwanted. Oh, it's alright. You'll get your Michelle minions tweeting in somewhere along the line.
0: You mean all one of them?
1: Well, I think you have more than one person tweeting you.
0: Oh, well, that's alright. I feel a little bit better. So, what's new with you? Uh I don't know, real life. I've been a busy bunny, I have been very envious of all the pictures I'm seeing at the moment from uh, friends that are over in Walt Disney World at the moment, getting quite anxious about a trip over there, Kim, and I know somebody I know quite well's going soon. dear, yeah, don't worry, you won't get any pictures. If I speak really, really <laughs> nicely, would I get some <laughs> mini cocoa though?
1: Yeah, I'm sure I can manage some mini cocoa.
0: Or a Mickey Coco, as it should be called.
1: (laughs) Well, I I was wondering, but I thought I won't correct you. Oh, would you get me some? I certainly will. Oh, thank you, love. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm now really, really happy. Well, I will be charging you 55% interest on the price that I pay.
0: That's so kind of you. I know. How, How many days on the countdown to your big trip then? Uh, 26 I think, not <gasps> that I'm counting Not that you're counting at all And did you get your magic bands ordered?
1: Yes I actually have two sets of magic bands
0: Two sets?
1: I'm having two sets, yeah One because I'm doing a split stay I've got one set per stay Because at the moment they haven't figured out How to le- link each reservation link to
0: each other So does that mean you can have a magic band on each wrist?
1: In the second week I can,
0: yeah <gasps> So what colours have you gone for?
1: Pink and yellow.
0: You didn't get blue? Aaron got blue. And what was his other colour? Grey. Oh, how boring.
1: That's what I said. That <laughs> says we well, do know that's the standard colour, it's not one of the good fancy dancy customised colours. He went, yeah, but it looks sophisticated.
0: I'm sure it'll cost Disney a few more pennies to add in some coloured dye to get it from boring grey to nice pink.
1: He weren't having it. It was grey, blue and grey, and I had to persuade him to get blue because he was going to have them both grey.
0: Oh, right. Oh, well, at least we've got that mystery solved, listeners. And then I've
1: customised the inside of my bands. One of them just says my name for the first week. But then in ode to my little child, which I'll be leaving at home with his Auntie Barber in the kennels, I've got Troy's name engraved on the other one. So I thought I'd take him to Disney World with me, but
0: only for the second week. Only the second week. Yeah. So, you no know news
1: to share then? Well, no, just that I'm going on holiday in 26 days. you <laughs>
0: not mentioned that, curiously enough. <laughs>
1: But no, nothing exciting really
0: to to share with anyone. Oh well, well what I'm going to do then is, before we start the show, I'm going to remind you all how to contact us. So, go on Kimster, how can we contact the Miniminxes?
1: Well you can't email us, because the email's still been broken by Stitch.
0: Yeah, it's all Stitch's fault, we'll blame him.
1: Everyone else blames him for everything else. True. You can tweet us at the Miniminxes, you can... Visit our website, which is www.theminimixes.co.uk. You can indeed, and you can. You can tell I ain't got that list up anymore. Like us on Facebook. You can, and you can message us on Facebook, just like you can direct messages on Twitter. And Michelle will answer. Will I? Yeah. If you want me, you're probably best just sending me a letter in post.
0: Yeah, but then you're gonna have to publicise your uh, address. That's right. If I only really. get
1: bills. I only get bills anywhere
0: alright then well now you've done that just a quick reminder that if you don't already subscribe to the touring plans podcast network on itunes please do so and then you get a whole cornucopia of fantastic shows and while you're there go on leave a five star review it really makes us minxies really happy seeing that we've got some reviews from our lovely fans or a one star review if you feel so inclined but I'd I'd much rather a nice one always have what you want true never a truer word said we had some feedback on the last show i believe we did indeed and this came in via a status that was on our facebook page i actually enjoyed the last show i
1: thought it was an interesting topic to discuss not one topic that's discussed very often
0: true how to keep us all safe and alive
1: exactly
0: so what was this uh, feedback we got lovey
1: Well our feedback was from Kevin Curtis Allen and he emailed regarding boat safety. He says that he hired a boat at Port Orleans Resort and he was told to stay on the left hand side and to always give way to Disney boats and if he had got into trouble there were lots of Disney type water police mice about. Also the hire boats were also not very fast with restricted engines so don't think that you can go speeding round them lakes at 250 mile an hour because it ain't going to happen.
0: <laughs> I think you could probably swim quicker than some of the boats really, couldn't you? Yeah.
1: But yeah, I'm interested to see that there is some security on the water. That That is actually really good to know because I didn't realise that they did have. True, true. I wonder if it's like Huey, Dewey and Louie and Goofy. <laughs> Because, oh, you know, they, they strike me as authority type people.
0: Well, you could be right there. You never know. If anyone uh, has got any information on that, please report in to Miss Kimmy. <laughs> or Hook. It could be Hook and Smee. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, Oh, the tock, crocodile, tick, yeah. Tock. Never, never. That's, that could be it. It could be a crocodile that leaps up out of the water and eats people
1: that speed. Yeah, that's a good idea, though I think we'd open Disney up to many a lawsuit.
0: (laughs) But talking of things that lurk deep in the water, Kim, Mm. I gather on this podcast we're going uh, a little bit on the Scottish side and we have a bit of an apology to what we promised. Well, yeah,
1: basically you changed everything and (laughs) didn't tell anybody. I'm sorry.
0: Look, guys, an opportunity arose to speak with someone and we really wanted to put it out as soon as we possibly could and we thought you know what you will appreciate the episode we're putting out um and i'm sure poor old jim he won't mind waiting a little bit longer till we air his interview because it's not going anywhere but as this person had just been covering her facebook with all the photographs from her trip i thought how amazing would it be to get a trip report but it's not a normal trip report, is it, Kimmy? It certainly isn't, no. It's a, well, it's a blinder of a trip report. I've been sort of chatting a little with Becky Menkin from MEI My Son Travel and saw all her pictures of her Adventures by Disney trip to Scotland. And I just thought, oh, I wonder if she'd come on the podcast. And she did. So, what's on today's episode, Kim?
1: A very organised interview by Michelle with Becky Makin from mei mouse fan travel fantastic and if you are going to send any complaints in because Michelle's changed her schedule please direct them at her not
0: me but if you are thinking of a adventures by disney trip or just curious or just nosy it is a hoot of a trip report so i hope you enjoy it and sorry for disappointing you but we're rambling
1: a bit on with the next segment of the show Here's some more fun starring yours
0: truly. From Asia, Africa and Australia, Central and South America, Europe and North America, Adventures by Disney has an itinerary for you. Well, that's what the website says. On this episode, we are joined by the founder, CEO of MEI Fan Travel, frequent guest on WDW Radio and recent returnee from her ninth Adventures by Disney trip, Becky Menken. Welcome to the Miniminxes.
2: Thank you so much. It is such an honor to be here. And I got to tell you, I was really missing accents coming home from the trip that I was just on. And now I'm right back where I was. So, So thank you so much for having me. It's our absolute
0: pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on and talking to us. It's definitely going to be a bit about girl power on this
2: episode, I am sure. You know, and that was one of the things I had in my brain when I saw you guys. I was like, this is a Girl Power episode right here. (laughs) I love a podcast that is run by the girls, so take over. (laughs) Too
0: right. We give those boys a run for their money. There you go. So, firstly,
2: what is Adventures
0: by Disney? And as in my little intro it said, you've been on nine of their different itineraries, so... Can you just give us a little bit of an outline of what someone would expect from booking this type of trip?
2: Certainly. And Adventures by Disney, it's a very unique product by Disney, but yet it still has that Disney service level that we're so used to, those of us who um, frequent Disney a lot and of course are somewhat addicted to those types of vacations. It's a guided vacation that offer uh, immersive experiences for families and they also offer adult trips too. So some of these destinations that they go to that you kind of listed off there can be somewhat intimidating for families to try to experience on their own so Disney has stepped in and created these itineraries which are amazing and they're luxury experiences and you have that VIP treatment with itineraries all over the world that range from 5 to 11 nights so Each one of them has its own flavor, much like all the destinations. But the neat part is, is that it truly is a Disney product. So you get not only the wonderful service from the two guides that are always with you from the beginning to end, but you also get a story. And at each one of these locations, there are different stories to be told. Um... Some of the ones that I have done, my first one was Nights and Lights, which was London Paris, which I'm sure you guys are very familiar with. Uh, It was my first Adventure by Disney trip, and I became addicted to the product from that first adventure. And my husband and I are not really big group travelers because, of course, I I travel with groups for a living. So it was kind of a, a, a pull me into it to make me go there for vacation, but it was so unique And so wonderful, and you're handled so well in this experience that it actually kind of became my preferred vacation as well as uh, an addiction to the product itself when I take groups out like we did with this latest one, which was Scotland.
0: So you actually had a, um, a group that you organized rather than yourself and your husband going on your own?
2: Correct. We had a group that we co-hosted with our friends over at allears.net and we had um, approximately 28 of the guests were in our group. It the, the Scotland itinerary was announced and it was so popular right off the bat that some people had booked into it before I was able to grab all the remaining space <laughs> because I knew that it would be a really, really popular destination. So we frequently we'll find a date and an itinerary that we think is going to be um, inviting to our clientele and to our uh, partners that we have of course and we'll put together a group date so we can all travel together but on some of the other ones that I've done it's been just me and my husband as well so kind of I've been on the line of both
1: do you think the popularity of the scotland had anything to do with the disney film brave or do you think it was popular before that
2: actually it was kind of interesting the Scotland for me I've always been drawn to London Paris Ireland that type of destination but Scotland Mm -hmm. uh, was all about Loch Ness which of course we'll get to in a moment for me as a child (laughs) it's all about spotting that monster out there and so I never really thought of it as a place that I would go on vacation personally when it was announced that this was tied to Brave it was coming out man the um the instant connection where people said, you know what? I want to go see what inspired this. I want to go see where this happened. And that was the biggest draw for me to this destination is that it's called, uh, obviously, Scotland A Brave Adventure because you literally are following in the footsteps of the places where the director, Mark Andrews, and the Pixar team all the steps that they took while they were researching for Brave. So, out of all of the destinations that Adventures by Disney goes right now, I would say this is the most Disney-tied, as, um, as I think the only other one is uh, Backstage Magic, of course, because you are in Disneyland, mm-hmm. but this was so tied to the the steps and the pieces to actually create the movie Brave and you were in their footsteps as they walked along to figure out what the castle should look like what the environment was like what the stones would be like Um, being in a a black house where the witch was all of those pieces was pulled together because of the movie or created for the movie so that's why a lot of people were so drawn to it at the beginning and it is turning out to be one of their most popular itineraries now
1: I mean the way they... um the way they feature Scotland in the film, Brave, it's so picturesque and it's so genteel. I don't think a lot of people actually realize Scotland is really like that.
2: You know, you were so correct and I didn't as well. I had no preconceived notions of what Scotland was like. And then I saw the movie and I thought, oh, it couldn't be that pristine, you know, because of <laughs> course the movie was set way back when. And when we took these steps day by day we got to see these wonderful, beautiful vistas and these beautiful locks and um, just the gorgeous foliage and the moss on the ground that you see that's so tenderly created in the movie. Uh, There's actually one piece in the movie where um, it, it looks like she has a sponge that she's putting her foot on as she's walking and we actually took a hike where you actually can do that yourself and you're going wait a minute I'm in the movie I should be animated right now <laughs> oh, <my laughs> so it, it really it, it's amazing the, the sites that they, they seeked out for, uh, for the locations of the movie that they ended up animating it, it really was breathtaking the, the things that we saw along the way
1: are you looking out for your own personal will o the wisp?
2: Of course! <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's always great to have something that will lead you to your destiny eventually, right? Yeah. And, and blue's a good color. So <laughs> I, I did not spot Nessie, nor did I spot a wisp, but believe me, I'm still on the lookout for both, no matter where I am. Fabulous wow. <laughs> stuff. Uh.
1: So tell us about your first day then, arrival in Edinburgh. Talk us through that very first
2: day that you arrived. Absolutely, and this is pretty consistent with Adventures by Disney. I will say this one, I did go in two days prior, uh, basically to acclimate. The The hour difference is about an eight-ish hour time change for me. So I always advise people, if you're going more than a, a three- or four-hour time change, it's always a good idea to get there one or two days early so you can arrive, acclimate to the time, and then you're ready to hit the ground running. Um For this one, we came in two days prior, we got there, we went right to sleep. (laughs) Of course, you're not (laughs) supposed to do that, but we did. (laughs) And then the next day, we kind of spent some time wandering around Edinburgh a little bit, just to check out the the sites and where we were. But knowing that so much was going to be covered on the trip, we didn't do too much, just enough to kind of get used to, to our environment. The first day of the trip itself is the arrival day. And when you arrive in, in the destination city where you're starting, you always have, um, when you walk through customs or walk out, out from your baggage claim wherever uh, the destination is, there's a person standing there with a sign that says Adventures by Disney. So you know exactly where you're going, then there's a driver with um, your name on a sign, and you hand your luggage over to them, they put it in the car, and they whisk you off to your first destination, to your first hotel. So you don't have to worry about lugging your luggage around, you're going to be taken care of from that moment that you see that paddle that says Adventures by Disney. And when I say the paddle, they call it the paddle of power. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures by Disney logo will get you in anywhere and I'll give you a little, a few examples on some of the other itineraries I've done as well um, when, after we walk through the Scotland piece but when you arrive, there are the Adventures by Disney guides In in our case, we had these wonderful guides um, named Dusty and Hanny and they are, one of the things that's really great is that the, the guides are usually always trained by Disney, and most serve as Disney cast in other roles, like many are guest relations in the off-season. So, they've got that Disney magic and that Disney touch that only cast members can relay to you, you know? You always feel like you're really well taken care of when you're around cast members. So, you arrive, they're standing there with big smiles on their faces, and they've got your hotel room keys ready for you. So, you just arrive, your baggage magically ends up in your room, and you're you know there from the beginning they also have a hospitality desk set up so when you arrive if you go you know what i need something to eat they can actually help you and say you know what here are the restaurants that we've tried what are you looking for this is how you get there so you're never alone once you've connected with them the the first day after you kind of get yourself settled they start with a dinner and it's very common that almost every itinerary, I think every itinerary does this actually, where they have they bring the entire group together, you get introductions, uh, they kind of give you the lay of the land of what's going to be expected throughout the trip, and you get to stand up and introduce yourself to the group because that's the first beginning of the bond with what is going to become your family, or in this case in Scotland, it was the clan. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know each other. When the, in our in our case, we did uh, know some of the people were traveling with us, obviously. But there were many that we hadn't met before, even though that they had booked through us. So it gave us a great opportunity to, uh, to put faces to names. And they also ask you the question, what is the one thing you're looking most forward to for this trip? So everybody can share that. So you've already got this established bond and tie with your clan. And then they kind of send you off to bed and you start the second day. So it's a great way to start off the trip.
0: Wow. So what would you say the on your particular group was the mix was? Was it mainly mm-hmm. families, couples, over 50s?
2: What was great about our trip, uh, this particular one was an adult-only date. They do have family dates as well, obviously, but this one was adult-only. So we had about 32 total, um, and the, the range... The range varied from my, from 18 actually was our, um, wow was one of the the guy, it was uh, a graduation present from his mom to be there, Aww. and his mom was with him, all the way up to a little over 60. So, we definitely had a wide range, and they were all adults, which I personally love, because I don't have kids personally, um, but for me, that allows me to be a kid. So, you can go on these trips, the guides become the adults. <laughs> <laughs> <to> joy. <laughs> That, so I think that's why it works so well for me.
0: I think as well, with with what you were doing, because I've had to flick through the itinerary ahead of our interview, it's like, well, I don't think everything would have appealed as much to the physically aged child rather than the mentally aged child, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> no, but what's funny, and I, I will I will counter that slightly, because Disney, and this is one of the things that makes them stand apart from so many other tour. Uh, companies that that do these types of guided tours, they are focused on the families. So they have what they call their their junior adventurers, so the kids in the group. And they are specifically trained to engage those junior adventurers. And on the trips that I have done that were families, one of the guides has always got their, their brain and their laser focus on those kids, keeping them engaged and keeping them focused. And uh, a Taking off of this itinerary really quick, a good example is when we did the Nights and Lights, the London Paris, when we were at the Louvre. Uh, the adults, of course, you would think the kids aren't going to enjoy walking around looking at paintings. So the adults did the tour of the Louvre, and the kids were taken on a scavenger hunt throughout the museum by one of the adventure guides. Oh, wow. So, they have those neat little touches that will allow the entire family to enjoy it and while I didn't see all the things that they did in Scotland um, I do know from the guides they said that they have got some amazing junior adventurers activities to keep them focused when it may get a little mundane for them
0: fabulous stuff so you sent off to bed so your first day fully of exploring what did it look like
2: it was incredible. And that's one thing you got to realize is that they do pack in the day. There's a few days where you do have some time on your own, but they really want to immerse you in everything that's available around so that you, you have the true experience and, and tell the story. So one of the first places we went and one of the f- big things on my agenda, because I'm I'm a big history buff when it comes to that whole Elizabethan uh, King Henry time period, um, we went to Holyrood House Palace. And I really do enjoy that history. So walking up to a place that I had read about and heard about and know the whole history of Mary, Queen of Scots, and know what happened when you walked through those gates and you were standing in places going, she stood here, or "Or Rizzio was killed here. And not, you know, you don't want to get too excited about that, but you know, um, there's so much history that you're walking into rather than reading about it. And for somebody like me who, who hasn't had that exposure throughout my life, because of course on the West Coast, we think things are old from the 1800s over here. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're going to a place that was, you know, 12th century um, scenarios, it is it is really an amazing, um, magical place to be. So when we got to Hollyrood House, we went on a private tour, which is another thing that really stands out from Adventures by Disney. They don't just take you to the location and drop you off in front where you have to go buy a ticket and stand in line. This is where the paddle of power comes in. They have taken all, care of all that for you. Your coach pulls up. You get off. You follow the guide that's got the paddle in front. And you walk right up to the entrance of, um, of the attraction or, uh, of course, the palace in this case. And you walk right past the lines and you walk right in. That's uh, another case that really stood out for me when I did light, Nights and Lights was when we went to Notre Dame. And, you know, they always have a queue. They always have a two-hour, three-hour line to get uh, tickets to visit if you haven't prearranged that. When we did that one, we got right off the coach, went right in past the three-hour line, and went right up the stairs to the top. So that's one of those benefits that they've taken care of all the ticket purchases. You don't have to wait in line. You just follow the pedal of power, and you're (laughs) in the location enjoying it.
0: And then you get a guide that actually brings alive the palace or the museum or wherever you are as well, yes. which you can't put exactly. a price on that.
2: Really, no, it, it's wonderful because a, a lot. I'm sure that that, uh, that most of your listeners know in your country they've got the blue badge guides in different locations, which of course are specially trained guides for the history of the location. Each of the locations that we went to on this itinerary had a uh, a local expert. Because, of course, the Disney guides are going to know how to to host you throughout the country. But the local experts are the ones that are really going to be able to get dig down into the history and the pieces and what you're seeing. So we got uh, hooked up with a local guide. And he took us through a private tour um, where he could, of course, tour through the Hollywood House, which was incredible for me. Wow. Wow. Uh, and of course, dragging yourself away from a place like that after you've, you know, I- experienced that and to kick that off, or it was such a great way to kick off the day. Uh, we saw so many other wonderful things like uh, we went to the National Museum of Scotland as well and was able to kind of have some time on our own in that museum. And then we had a private catered lunch that was served at the museum. And uh, went up to the roof and saw the whole 360 beautiful pictures from there, came back down, and then there was a Scottish storyteller. So they brought in a local storyteller to tell us two or three different um, stories uh, from the culture. And it, it was just amazing. So you really get drawn into the country and the people rather than just, you know, seeing the, the regular tourist highlights, you get to actually meet the people and Become immersed in in their um, in their culture.
0: Wasn't it also at the museum where you met, where you got to see the chessman of Lewis, which was actually in the film Brave as well?
2: Indeed, we did. You did do your homework.
0: <laughs> you were following <laughs> along. I dedicated two weeks of my life following your holiday.
2: <laughs> Michelle's
1: got a degree in stalking.
2: So I love it. That's incredible. I I was pretty amazing to see that too. And again, it's that other tie to Brave. And when they let us go um, for our own time in the museum, that's where they stopped, was right there to explain the the, the chess set. And then they said, okay, you're on your own to go explore the museum. So that was incredible. And then, of course, the museum is right across the street from Greyfriars Abbey which, of course, has that Disney tie again because Greyfire's Bobby, which is the Disney film about the terrier that in the, I think it was the 19th century, was uh, supposedly spending 14 years guarding the grave of his owner, um, became a, a Disney film. And so you got to see his statue across the way and his and the, the dog was, um, was buried there as well. So another Disney tie in Scotland. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that we got to do there that day was uh, we visited the DevCot studios where they create tapestries. Oh. And, of course, in the movie Brave, the tapestry w- is the centerpiece of what causes the division between Merida and her mother. Because when the, p- the tapestry is split, that creates the division. When it's um, rejoined, that's what brings the family back together. So we got to experience... Um, how they make the tapestries and the uh, the time and the effort and the energy and the love and care that goes into creating them. So that was another great experience that if you were just there, you probably wouldn't have done.
0: Wow. I know with you may not be aware of this but where Kim and myself actually live in Yorkshire is historically very well known across the world for the mill industry and weaving and so you know I have got family members who worked in mills as weavers and things so so actually I you know I remember walking around mills as a child so when I saw your pictures it was like oh was wonderful
2: (laughs) oh that's neat I, I really do enjoy those those kind of off things that, again, the things you wouldn't do yourself, but that Disney has arranged to to really explore and get to know the culture and the, and the story of the people of your destination. Um, another thing that they did, and I keep going back to London, Paris, because they're the one, that's the, the destination that kicked this all off for me. Uh, when we went to Versailles, they had uh, this wonderful tour, of course, you have a, a private guide that helps you through Versailles and then they look at you and they say hey and we've rented bikes so you can take a bike ride through the gardens of Versailles and we kind of looked at each other like oh my!" I wouldn't have ever thought of riding a bike through the gardens and to this day that's one of the most cherished memories that my husband have and I have of that um, of that trip so it, it's kind of neat that they find these unique little things that you may not even think of doing on your own
0: fantastic so how did you end that
2: day That day was, um, wow, I got to remember now. (laughs) I think that one, oh, I remember. That was the day that we had the lunch and then they let us on our own for dinner that evening on our own, which is nice because not all, um, uh, not everybody's going to want to eat the same things and, and go to the same places. So you do have some evenings on your own for dinner and some lunches on your own as well so that was an evening on our own and of course where did we go the royal mile (laughs) (laughs) because the the um, the hotel that they put us up in was the Balmoral which of course is one of the finest hotels in the area if not the finest and it's steps from the royal mile which of course is the the place where you're going to find all the activity and we were probably a two-block walk. We walk up the block and then right across the bridge, and you're right there at the Royal Mile. So we we had a good evening there, and then of course it had to end with me, with um, all your friends, your newfound friends, in the Scotch Bar. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're in you're in Scotland, it has to end with Scotch, right? So of course, Scotch tasting was a, a big deal for our group, and again, another reason why the adults only um, turns out to be a good idea for some of us. <laughs>
1: So, after a very historic and, I'm going to say, tipsy day, (laughs) (laughs) um, how did the next couple of days compare?
2: It was, you know... Each day had its own flavor and its own story. So the next day, you get up, you have, they have a time for bag pull, so you have all your, your bags ready, and you put them out in front of your door, and they come along and they take your bags, and they put them on the bus, and you don't have to touch them. Another you know, great benefit of this is you're not lugging around your own bags. You go down, have breakfast, get on the coach, and we were off to... Um, on our way to the Isle of Skye. But on the way... We got to stop in some wonderful places like the, and I can, please forgive me if I say these wrong because <laughs> you guys are going to know when I do, um, the Eileen Donan Castle, which is the iconic castle that I think the structure was started in around the 13th century. But if you look at the Adventures by Disney website, that's the iconic castle that they have that they're showing yeah. um, in a lot of their um, brochures and so forth. And it was breathtaking and amazing to to explore that site. And again, it was another one of those situations where they said, "Okay, you know, just line up here." And the other thing too is when you're with your family and with your friends, the guides are there to take pictures for you so you don't have to worry about if you're going to, you know, your husband's only going to be in one picture because you're taking the other one, they're always there to take pictures of you and your family to have those memories. And they, they do it on their own cameras and they also do it on yours. So you've got pictures of you and your family together enjoying these. And another benefit of having the guides around. They're so thoughtful.
1: So it's like your own personal photo pass photographer. Pretty much.
2: Pretty much, exactly. And your own personal concierge that's basically walking with you everywhere. And some of these itineraries can have some long bus rides as well because we had like two hours here and then you'd have a stop and an hour and a stop. They're really good about spacing it out so you can have... Bathroom breaks and um, comfort stops, so they call them. But they're always so good about having snacks on board. They're constantly delivering baskets up and down the aisleways to make sure no one's going hungry. Um, we we had this wonderful uh, exposure to man crisps, which we had never <laughs> seen before. So you can imagine how much fun that was on a bus, on an on adult-only adventure. And uh, water, they were constantly making sure that we had... Um, sustenance everywhere we went so they're always taking care of you which I really enjoyed Um, after that of course we crossed over into the Isle of Skye and went over to our new hotel which was the Cullen Hills Hotel and of course that one is in up in the middle of nowhere in the Isle of Skye (laughs) so there's not going to be a lot of five-star resorts up in the area but it was very charming and very comfortable and with a gorgeous view of of the lock that was right in front um when we arrived they kind of knew our, our temperament because of course we arrived the bags went to our rooms of course the um the guides were there with room keys and oh by the way there was a piper out front to welcome us to put on a little <laughs> bit of, of scottish welcoming they handed us our keys our bags showed up in the room and then we ended up um enjoying guess what Oh, private whiskey tasting. <laughs> a More scotch. <laughs> exactly. Now, the funny thing is, and this will tie into the Disney fans, is that you know how things sometimes taste like things smell? One of the, the, the whiskeys, you're wondering, where is she going with this? Um, <laughs> one, one of them tasted like the Rome burning scene in Spaceship Earth smells. <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, wow. <laughs> So we were all just going, okay, in your mind, think Rome burning and Spaceship Earth. and Now taste it. And it, it tasted just like Rome burning. So that became the, the joke of the day for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So they had a, a, a dinner um, at your leisure there as well after the, the whiskey tasting. And we were kind of all put to bed for the next day.
1: Put to bed literally.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Because by, by the time you go through these things. It's, it's, it's time to get some sleep for what they've got in store for you the next day. <laughs> wow, and what was the next day? I have to remember. I was doing so well. Oh, right, right, right. The Alice Guy. And this is when, of course, you were talking about a lot of people don't really understand or, or appreciate or know um, the, the landscape and the beauty of Scotland. And this was the day that we got to discover that. Um, we went on a hiking excursion. That took them, uh, took us up into the, um, well, we got to see the old man of store, which of course is the the large stone um, or mountain that looks like a man laying on his back. It was up in that area that that we went to, um, I think it was Brothers Point is what they called it. But, it was neat because they had two things going because there's some people on the trip who were unable to hike, right? So they catered to everybody. So if you have a family that you might want to take your mom and your dad and your kids on one of these together so you can experience this together. For the the hike, they had uh, those who were physically able to go up on the hike and then they had the bus ran a movie Um so that you could kind of relax in the coach and watch a movie and have snacks while the others were hiking if you were un- unable to uh, to do so. So that was that's the kind of thing that they put in it. There's something for everybody. That hike was amazing and I think at the end of, of the trip, the hike became one of the things that everybody remembered and cherished the most when they were going through their memories because it was breathtaking. Um, I, I can't, the, the colors of green and the the beauty and I got to a point where they kept going up the cliff and I looked at my husband I said you know I'm gonna go ahead and stop here I'm gonna head back because I I was uh, I had surgery not too long ago so I thought you know I'm not gonna push it I'm just gonna watch you guys hike up there so I watched them and I walked back by myself and I could hear their voices and their laughter and their giggling way up into the rocks and I turned the corner and there was a sheep (laughs) There's a picture of a sheep that's in my Facebook page And I was literally that close to him And I thought either he's going to ram me off the side (laughs) of this thing Or he and I are going to become friends And so I I spent some time hanging with the sheep
1: (laughs) Did the sheep get a name?
2: Uh, No, I I was just thankful he didn't push me off the side (laughs) (laughs) But it really was a fantastic day, that's for sure um, wow! What else did we do that day? Afterwards, oh yeah, I have to remember all this stuff. We went to um, a location where they made make scones, and all of the the group was put in different teams, and we got to make our own scones, which was fun because everybody you know gets in in flower fights, and we get Mickey's <laughs> drawn on our faces, and it's again the adults turning into children and having a great time, which was wonderful. And to top that that day off, when we returned to the hotel, they had a Scottish dancers troupe that were there in the hotel to perform for us. Oh, wow. And the kids, they were age 5 to about 12, and they were so adorable. <laughs> it was so cute. They did—they danced for a while. There was some Scottish songs in there. They even sang the lullaby from Brave as well. And at the end of their performance... They, because we were at the end of the season um, trip for them, they announced that the girls were going to Disneyland Paris for ah. all of them. Oh. I know! <laughs> we were all in tears. And we're all going, oh my gosh, they're going to Disneyland Paris! Because they had been, um, for every trip that came through, that, that troop danced for them. So that was their reward for doing so. So it was neat to be on the trip where they announced it. It was kind of cool.
0: Fantastic.
2: No, I'm just, there's so much about this trip. Because that was like, what, day four at this point?
0: (laughs) When you were making the scones, did you sneak in your bag and take out and use your Mickey-shaped cookie cutter to make Mickey-shaped scones?
2: You know, for me, what I did, they, of course, walk you through how to do it. And the great part was, is I stood back and I let my husband go for it. He loves that type of thing. And he just got in there and made the scones. And I I was happy to be the photographer throwing flour at him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did I say that out loud? (laughs) Sounds a fair deal to me. Like, honey, if you hear this, I didn't love it at all. It was an accident. It was purely by accident. (laughs) but the next day of course we got up and it was time to pack your bags again and we headed off for the thing that i thought was going to be the the most exciting piece of the trip which of course i was uh, it was wonderful and it blew me away but there was just so many other things that that excited me about what we saw this was all about monsters and dark waters was the theme of the day so that kind of tells you where we went um We visited Loch Ness, and, of course, all of us were eyes looking for Nessie, which I finally found about 520 of them in the gift shop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I did bring one home, just so I can say I was there, and I saw Nessie, and I brought him home, him or her. Um, The the neat things that they offer, again, these wonderful, unusual experiences, you could choose to cruise the waters around um, Urquhart Castle, or you could choose to canoe it. And not a lot of companies have an opportunity to canoe right in front of that area. So, it was a very unique opportunity for those who chose to canoe. And, of course, you're right in front of that iconic view of Urquhart Castle where the um, the famous picture of Nessie coming out is right in front of that castle, the ruins of the castle. So, we spent quite a lot of time there because we also went to the, the visitor center and that was presented really well because it wasn't, hey, we have a monster here and here's all the pictures and you have to believe. It was presenting both the scientific side of it and the people who swore they saw it and the possibilities of what it could have been if it wasn't actually a monster. So it was very well presented from all points of view of what could possibly be swimming around in the lock.
1: <laughs> and no sign of Ted Dumpson anywhere.
2: No, no, Mm, couldn't find him either. I wasn't actually looking for him. He could have been behind me and I would never have known it. I might have to go back in my pictures and see if he's like, you
0: know, his head out somewhere. (laughs) Busy filming CSI.
2: We know that. (laughs) exactly but he might have taken a side trip you never know yes. <laughs> when we um, got back onto the coach and of course we started traveling to our new hotel which is one of my favorites actually i really enjoyed it it's the king's club uh hotel and spa of course because it includes the words and spa oh. <laughs> in inverness which was a charming charming place to to stay and again um very surprising to me how warm and friendly the people in Scotland are and how welcoming they are. And we really got a great taste of that in Inverness. The hotel uh, was modern. They have two parts of it. They have the King's Club and uh, the other side, which is King's Mill. And the King's Mill is older, uh, more charming. But, of course, they put us in the more um, uh, modern side, which it was a very, very nice hotel to stay in. I was very pleased with that location. Um, they did do a dinner at the hotel, and this was, of course, where we were introduced to that wonderful favorite of of tourists everywhere, haggis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to respond to that uh, it, it was It was interesting because, of course, it was the full presentation led in by a piper, oh. and you got the whole haggis experience presented on a very large platter. And of which I said, that's awesome looking, but no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think I was probably one of only three that said, this is not quite going to go with my taste buds. So I'll just be over here taking pictures of you guys. Um, but others, of course, really enjoyed it. And having it presented in that in that format made it very special. Uh, the dinners, of course, and I, I don't think I've touched on that on the food. When they do the breakfast, it's usually all the hotels have a breakfast of some sort that's available to you go down into their restaurant and partake in their breakfast the lunches if they're not served in a um, on a pre menu at different restaurants um, are like a catered buffet as well when you'll have that at dinners as well um, you always have a choice of uh, a meat choice a chicken choice a fish choice and a vegetarian option there as well so you there's something for everybody pretty much on the menu. Um, and then, of course, they have to do things like bring in a huge platter of haggis so that you can truly have that that true Scottish experience if you so choose.
1: <laughs> so did any of your members of your party try the haggis? If so, what was their honest opinions about it?
2: You know what? Many, almost everybody did. Like I said, out of about 32, there was probably three or four of us who decided, you know, I'm a great observer tonight. <laughs> but the other ones... There were some that said it was okay. It was, wasn't great. There were a couple of people who loved the preparation that was done by the hotel. There was a, an appetizer, Haggis appetizer, that uh, a few of them were just amazed over, and they really did enjoy it. There were others who really did enjoy Haggis. So I would say it was a good 33-33-33 split on no, and it was okay, and oh my gosh, I love this stuff. Why don't we have it in the States? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was really funny because, of course, as we talk to the locals, they're all going, "Have you tried the haggis yet?" Yeah, it's something we normally we eat as kids, but then you don't after a while. And for me, my um, my stepfather comes from Norway, and we were force-fed um, lutefisk as children, so I can imagine it's kind of on the same platform <laughs> for the kids of Scotland of eating haggis. <laughs> But I guess when when in Scotland, you should do as the Scotland do, right? True. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Except <laughs> if
0: it's haggis and then
2: we'll totally understand if you don't want to go there. Now, of course, what was amazing is we come back and we hear the food and wine now features <laughs> a Scotland um, uh, kiosk and they are serving vegetarian haggis. So when I get there uh, in a, a few days, I'm hoping to at least try the vegetarian so I can say, yes, I've had haggis and, and can be honest about it. Vegetarian, but yet still haggis, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not served in anybody's innards or anything.
2: <laughs> exactly. And I hopefully, I'll, I'll take the innards of maybe a squash. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be okay with that. Innards of a pumpkin, anything of that, you know, the vegetarians that I think I could do. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see. Still well, going day to... by day. day, day. day yeah, I know...
0: Six now, are we?
2: Oh, my wow. gosh, yes. And I'm talking a lot, aren't I? It tells you there's just so much that was part of this trip, and I know I'm leaving a ton out. Um, the next day, and this is another great thing about what Adventures by Disney does, they wanted to take us to the Isle of Lewis, which, of course, has huge inspirations for Brave. And it's, a, it's not an easy place to get to because it is a ways away, and there's no bridges that take you to the Isle of Lewis. So we um, hopped a privately chartered jet. That was just our group, and a private jet to the Isle of Lewis. That hopped us on over there it was about a thirty-minute flight, and that was amazing to be on a jet with just your group. It was so cool. Um, when we got there, there was another coach waiting for us, and they took us first to uh, to see a black house, which of course is um, the inspiration for the witch witch's house in uh, uh, in Brave. And when you walk in there, and apparently this particular one, they had people actually living in it up until the 1970s. Wow. So you could really see what uh, what the culture was like in that area and people actually how they lived. And you walk in, and the smell of peat is everywhere, and it's in your hair, and it's in your clothes. and <laughs> you, you do get that authentic experience. Um, when we left there, we visited another castle ruin, Um, up there of course we got hammered in rain so we were soaked from head to toe even though they gave us ponchos they didn't work too well in the wind and the rain but that's okay it was another bonding moment for the uh for the group but after that we went to the um the calendar standing stones which the rain had gone away when we got there and it was blowing um, like mad. So we had the wind that dried us off from being wet at the, <laughs> at the other location. But that of course is a huge focal point in the movie brave Yeah. and being able to stand there and feel the magic that's in that location and the scenery that you look down into the, um, into the valley below. And it was just a, a truly magical experience to stand there. Um, uh, it, words it's hard to find words to explain the feeling of of being in that location and um magical all i can say they the guides did the same thing they took pictures of of all the families we did a big group shot so we had uh memories of actually being there which i found amazing let's see after that what did we do oh yeah we went to lunch at um at the cafe and then of course we went back to the uh back to the airport and got back on our private jet jet, and they whisked us back to Inverness and then we went out to dinner at a local eatery called the mustard seed which was an incredible meal as well and of course yes there was more scotch (laughs) 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 because what's dinner in Scotland without scotch at the end of the day right
1: you've got to make sure you try them all haven't you
2: exactly so we did that had dinner Went to bed, got ready for the next day. And, of course, this is when we knew that we were on the downhill piece of our trip and it was almost coming to an end, but there's still a little bit more to see. On the next day, we got back um, back on to the bus, to the motor coach, and they took us out to a, a private estate. And at this private estate, it was pretty much ours, to, for the, the area that we had for the run of the day um, where they scheduled horseback riding or if you wanted to bike around you could, boss, you could do that. It was all included there was nothing additional in terms of cost for it or they also had what I did. Um, I opted for a Land Rover excursion which basically gave you a tour of the property and of course, we got to meet up close and personal the Highland cows, i.e., Heland coos, <laughs> which I got to say Heland coo so many times that it's it's now in my uh, vernacular, and I'm just saying it and screaming it in the middle of nothing because, of course, Heland coo just sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to meet those guys up close and personal, um, but then they had one of those experiences that I will never forget. And it's one of those things that you never think would happen. It just happened, and I'll never forget it. They have um, a deer feeding. So, you're in the Land Rover. You go up this path, and then the guide rolls down the window, and he whistles. And then he says, look behind you. And you look behind, and all of a sudden, there is a herd of deer. And I don't mean like eight. I don't mean like 20. I mean like 60 (gasps) deer come up. Running after the Land Rover because they know it's meal time. And they park the Land Rover and they get the feed out, and you get to get out in the middle of all these deer and they give you the feed. And at one point, I had a huge handful of feed in my hand and probably 10 deer trying to grab feed out of my hands all around me. Aww. That was an experience I will never forget. Becky fed w- bamboo. I know! <laughs> And again, it's just, it's just those little things that I wouldn't think, hey, I'm going to go to Scotland and feed deer. I'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> but it's something that I'll always remember. So the day was just full of relaxation. Um, they served lunch there at the private estate. Um, and then, of course, we went back to uh, Inverness and had uh, dinner on our own. So it was, it was a very memorable, memorable relaxing day of choices of things that you want to do personally, which was great.
0: Our tea is starting to flow now because you're on day eight.
2: I know. And it didn't really hit us until we were packing the bags and knowing that we were heading to the last hotel, which, of course, was going back to Edinburgh. It was a long day because, of course, it's a long... um, It's about six hours total uh, via motor coach, but there was a lot of things to see on the way. And we were... Um so the first place we went was um Donator Castle
0: mm-hmm.
2: which was amazing to me because of course it was all ruins and it was um, it was a crazy mad experience of 250 steps down and 250 steps back up so he didn't feel so bad about the dessert you had the night before because (laughs) you worked it off getting down to see the ruins of the castle and for those who couldn't do the stairs of course they had the second guide took them off to a vista where they could actually see this beautiful view of the castle from across the um across the way so everybody got to experience it in one form or another Um, But then my favorite thing was when we arrived at uh, Glamis Castle, which, of course, is the home of the Queen Mum where she was born, which I loved, again, because it gets back into that whole monarchy thing that I love so much in history. But they gave us a castle tour of both the, um, uh, the current areas of the castle but also the older areas of the castle the parts that are haunted (laughs) and all of those wonderful haunted stories that we heard both at um at hollyrood house and of course at this castle they were telling us about the various ghosts that uh supposedly hang out that still really like to to call the castle home um but the best part was we got to engage our inner merida (laughs) and go out and um, engage in archery oh cool they had set up five or six archery targets and they divided us in two groups so one was doing the tour of the castle while the other was was shooting arrows and these are the real thing And they have they put these wonderful um, arm guards on you, which for some people didn't help because they ended up being bruised because they just loved they were getting way too into what they were doing, (laughs) (laughs) and it was so much fun getting to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow for those of us who'd never done it. It was it was really a neat experience. And there's great pictures of us with a castle in the background shooting a bow and arrow, and uh, it it was. It was a neat experience there as well. So another thing I'll just, I'll never forget. Um, Got back on the tour bus. And then, of course, we returned to Edinburgh, which was great and sad all at the same time. Because when we returned, of course, we checked back into the Balmoral Hotel. And uh, then we were whisked away to Edinburgh Castle after sunset. Now, what they had done there is they had closed down the castle for us.
1: Uh, They opened it
2: just for us. So normally you have to get off the coach and walk up a ways up the the mile to get to the castle. The coach went right up to the door. And we got off right at the door and walked right into the castle. And then we, we got to see the crown jewels. And then we went to our farewell dinner, which was in one of the great rooms with a big long table that accommodated everybody. And it was all candlelit inside the castle. And our guides were um, were dressed in kilts. So you had that whole immersive Scottish goodbye experience. And this is where you know you've had a good trip. Um, when they go back around the room and they talk to everybody about what they experienced. And they um, they ask everybody, did it meet what you initially thought? And it becomes very emotional. And every adventure I've ever been on it's become emotional and people cry and people talk about experience and the friendships that they've made and the bonds that they've made and they can't wait to do it again so you know when you walk away with tears in your eyes of happiness you've had a good trip
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a, a lump in my throat just hearing about that let alone being in the room and having to sum up what you've just gone through with us over the last eight days it's like oh wow
2: yeah, it, it was it was incredibly emotional, emotional and very wonderful to go through. So uh, every one of the um, Adventures by Disney has that farewell, that that welcome dinner and that farewell dinner. So you have that opportunity to say goodbye to your newfound friends. Um, I've enjoyed every single one of them, and I can't wait for the next adventures that are coming up. And of course, again. This one had you in the footsteps of the people that created Brave, much like the whole uh, Walt and the El Grupo, um, kind of in that, that vein for those who, uh, who um, have read about that. And now they just announced a Norway itinerary where they're going to follow in the footsteps of those who created Frozen. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so that's the next Disney movie because, of course, the the Scotland Brave one was so um, so popular that they're hoping that uh, that the people will respond as well to the Norway and following in the whole footsteps of Frozen. So that's another one to look forward to.
0: I'm just lost for words. It just sounds absolutely amazing. It's such it sounds such a vip experience that getting off your own private jet and i'd be quite expected paparazzi at the bottom of the step of the
2: red <laughs> you almost do kind of feel that way in a strange little way it feels like you know you've you walk up to this location and someone just pulls back the velvet rope and says come on in that's how it feels and of course to be so well taken care of and the guides treat you so well and and i'll i will say that a, a lot of people will look at the price initially and go, <gasps> you know, I'm, it's a it's a nine-day tour of Scotland, and that's a, a big price tag. Well, yeah, it is, but it's the experience that makes it worth the price. It's a, The value is worth the price, because you're not going to just get a private jet that's going to take you to um, the Isle of Lewis. These costs do have to be, of course, accounted for, but you get what you pay for on these trips. And so a lot of people that I talk to about them, at first they're very skeptical. They go and they do their first one and they come back and they say, I can't wait to book the next one. Where are we going next? So it's one of those products that you really have to um, to take a leap of faith that you're going to get your money's worth out of it. When you do, you come back and you say, oh, my gosh, I need to have that experience again because there's no way that I could match it on my own.
0: Well, going through what you've just included. it I... I I live in the same country and I couldn't achieve half of that. Yeah.
2: It's, it's very amazing. And they, they do such a great job. And some of the other ones that I've done that I really enjoyed, I did the Southwest Splendors, which here in the States includes the Grand Canyon and all the national parks of the area. Um, Quest for the West, which is Yellowstone park, um, which of course included going to a private dude ranch where you pretty much take over the entire ranch, which is exceptionally fun. Um, (laughs) I did Ireland as well which it, that was my husband's choice he said you know what I want to I go to Ireland and I kind of went yeah you're just going for the Guinness <laughs> <laughs> but of course and yeah while that was true um, it was one of those again magical experiences and we did things and saw things that I never even thought that I would ever see and it was incredibly amazing and then of course Scotland as well and I've done several of the backstage magics uh, because of course I escort those groups as well so and that is another, for any Disney fan, backstage magic is a big coup because you get to go into Imagineering. You get to um, actually go, of course, into Walt's apartment and go into some of these locations and see some of the backstage secrets that uh, um, it's, it's hard to resist if you're a Disney fan.
1: It just sounds incredible, to be honest.
2: Okay, so when are we going?
1: I <laughs> know. When's the next flight? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and, of course, the prices that you see on the website, um, it's just like the cruise ship. As their adventures fill, the prices do tend to go up. So yeah. the price you see now for Scotland was we actually had a much lower rate because, A, we had a group and we grabbed it right when it was announced. So as as they fill, the prices increase. So always try to, to book them the moment that they release for the best rate. Um, also different companies like mine, like MEI, and Fan Travel, we also offer some incentives as well for some of the trips. And we also uh, put together, like I said, these group trips where we get a group discount and we usually do a group benefit as well. So I'm right now working on what the next one is going to be. Um, I'm between a couple of itineraries and I don't quite know which one I'm going to do yet, but uh, that announcement is going to be coming probably in the next couple of months. So come along with us. I'm going to have to start saving. <laughs> Me too. See if
0: anybody wants to buy a kidney and then I'll be able to come with you.
2: <laughs> uh, just just put a few, uh, instead of getting your Starbucks, put it in a jar every day. And you'll be there in no time.
0: It's <laughs> a lot of Starbucks. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to have a 10 a day habit, I think.
2: Some of us um. do. <laughs> <laughs> But, of course, the, what's included in the cost is you see the, the itinerary, your um, all the pieces of the guides, all the tips are included, except for the guides tips, where, which are different. But, like, tipping from your drivers and bellhops and things at the hotels, that's all included. Um, most of the food is included. Like I said, there's a couple of times where they have a dinner that's on your own or lunch that's on your own. Um, flights to and from. The destination that that's additional, of course, because there are different uh, different destinations are going to have different price points, but that can be added to the package.
0: Okay, I gather as well on the website, Adventures by Disney. You can get a free brochure. Indeed, yeah. And there's videos on the mm-hmm. website if you wanted to get a taster of any you're interested in, and then obviously go to an agency like yourself who've got personal experience of
2: absolutely. Doing and I always recommend, obviously. If you're booking a Disney destination, go to one of the Disney um, specialty agencies. Make sure that they're licensed and insured in all the states they're supposed to be. If they're on on the website, they're supposed to be licensed in at least four states to make sure that you're covered and that your money is covered. Make sure that you work with an agency that takes credit cards only, that does not take money from you to make sure that your money goes to the right place it's supposed to go to. And... Those Disney specialty agencies will always um, know about the product. And like in our case, I think collectively, uh, between all of us, we've been on about 40 of these trips. So there's always somebody that's going to have a little bit of expertise and and some input on the location. So if you want to come in early or do what I did, um, after the trip, my husband and I got on the plane and we went to Disneyland Paris for a few days afterwards before we took the the eight hour um, time zone trip back, which of course was a 11 hour flight home. So stopping in Disneyland Paris was a great way to kind of uh, segue between the two before we had to get back on that long flight.
0: And you have to celebrate your birthday somewhere really special.
2: Oh yes. You saw that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, she's that a was, stalker. I was going to say I, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed with you ladies. (laughs) That was, yes, it was a little bit of a birthday present for myself. And I did so thoroughly enjoy Disneyland Paris. And I know sometimes it gets a little bit of a bad rap. But looking at it from my eyes... um, It's more, it's as much park as it is theme park to me. It's beautiful. It's landscaped. It's gorgeous. The people are wonderful. Um, It rains a lot, but I'm okay with that because I'm used to it. (laughs) And I I thoroughly enjoy Disneyland Paris and plan to go back again because it it really is a wonderful experience.
1: No, it is. It's very picturesque. I I said to Michelle a couple of times, I even find it more sort of beautiful in some ways than its Florida counterpart. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely the castle. Anyway, it's definitely more. <gasps> that castle is yeah. amazing,
2: and I loved visiting the dragon. And uh, oh, that was so yeah! Sad. But I will tell you, um, I I was lucky and had a very beautiful view from my room, and we were able to sit and watch Disney Dreams, which of course is the the castle show, which yeah. includes. As I've explained to people, it's like Wishes and the Castle Show and World of Color all thrown into one <laughs> show in front of the castle. And it was so neat because at night, when the uh, after the park closed, they were testing the holiday version. Oh, so yes. we got to watch the holiday version from our balcony, which was so cool. <laughs> so that was my happy birthday to me. But um, obviously, going back to the the booking of either... A, uh, a Disney Paris adventure or an adventures by Disney um, we are always happy to help anybody we have many clients that are across the pond from us um, we've handled uh, lots of folks in, um, in the UK and Australia and Japan and Germany we have many many clients across the, uh, the globe so uh, just go to mousefantravel.com and we're very happy to help you in any way we can
0: I just want to say thank you ever so much for joining us. It has been a delight to have had your holiday shared with us.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very honoured to be a a part of the show today and I hope we're able to do it again.
0: Definitely. You can be our honorary minx. (laughs) Terrific.
2: (laughs) I'll meet you on Twitter.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to rob a bank. (laughs) I was
0: going to sell one of your kidneys, love i've already sold one to go on this trip i can't have one otherwise <laughs> i won't have any left i want to go on an adventures by disney trip somebody take me i know somebody sponsor us both to go <gasps> Ooh, oh we should ask becky to sponsor us that'd be just amazing but i don't want to go to scotland <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like it's only up road so I, I believe you've arranged a competition i have indeed um lovely friend of the show who we've interviewed before Lillian Upsamer who's the author of the WDW with Kids series They've just issued the 2014 update And it is wow There is so much in it And Lillian has very kindly sent across a few copies That both herself and her other co-author have signed And we're going to give them away on a little bit of a competition
1: So if you want to win Look out for the two questions which will be tweeted by, well it says us here but it will be Michelle. Yeah. And the other by Lillian who is one of the authors. Now when you have both answers you need to send us a direct tweet with the answers on. Don't just send us a tweet saying hello because that won't count. (laughs) And we will announce the winners surprisingly by tweet on the next show. How are we going to announce the winner by tweet on the show? How's that going to work?
0: Because it's going to be announce them by tweet and on the next show. Are
1: you going to tweet and record at the same time? Yes. That would be quite good because that's just...
0: That's multitasking, love, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that that sounds like a plan.
0: People need to follow Lillian, which is at LillianOopsima. And as a bonus, not only do you get to enter the competition, look out for her question, but... You get to share in some of the amazing photos she just shares. As she has just completed the Tower of Terror, she has been posting pictures galore and I think she's going home from Disney, I think, tomorrow. So safe travels there, Lillian. Yeah, safe. I'm home safe. I'll be sending out a tweet. Lillian's going to send out a tweet. Two questions, tweet them in by direct tweet. If you do decide to not direct tweet it, you'll spoil the competition because everyone will have the answer then. Yeah, so don't do that. That's not <laughs> good. And while I was talking of the Tower of Terror 10 miler, I personally wanted to say, well done to everybody who took part. Absolutely amazing achievement. I think I'd struggle to walk 10 miles, let alone run. Do these people run 10 miles? Well, uh, different sort of strategies are de- deployed by different people. Some people do a fast, fast jog. Mm. Some people do a fast walk. Some people jog, then walk, jog, then walk, run, then walk and jog. Whole combinations of strategies going out there. So massive shout out if you did it. Well done. And I want to give a really big shout out with an extra special hug to... Ashley no darling not to you ah. it goes out to ashley kennedy turner who is one of the hosts on wdw happy place she has been struggling really really badly with a foot complaint over the last few weeks with her training and she still managed to complete and i just think wow well done oh
1: wow yeah well done i wouldn't be able to compete it with two good feet never mind just one good foot.
0: i know and also and i don't know if you're listening to this podcast as well Kim uh, the Disney Hipsters 2 team while I'm doing a little bit of a plug for the turing Plans podcast network we're getting paid for these plugs i know i should, I should tweet the guys over at uh, hipsters and tell them but basically the hipsters 2 show has just had me in absolute stitches they've been discussing and scarring different wdw attractions in a five minute magic segment and you know this morning i had it on in the car and one minute i was screaming at them saying no you are so wrong and then the next minute i was laughing my head off with some of the points that were making out if you're not listening to this podcast already give them a go they're on our network they are
2: so
1: funny but not as funny as me
0: obviously nobody's as funny <laughs> as you Kim
1: <laughs> have you got any more shout outs
0: no yeah have you
1: no because I, n- I don't speak to anyone I stay in cupboard <laughs> all week and then you want to <laughs> let me out to record
0: the show oh, don't you want to give a shout out to your husband no I don't listen to the show so it'd be pretty pointless that's, that's marital support for your love isn't it <laughs> just download it to up our f- listening figures a bit.
1: Well I could ask
0: <laughs> We've told you our Twitter addresses. Yes It seems that's all for this episode um, yeah. Before we disappear I just want to give a bit of a a bit of a hint on uh, the next episode Kim because it's going to be released a couple of days before Halloween so shall we do something a little bit spooky?
1: What you mean look in the mirror? <laughs> I thought
0: what are you saying i'm ugly <laughs> do you say i'm scary
1: i would never say that michelle
0: but you'd think it
1: possibly <laughs> no but i believe we have a very well-known name joining us on our halloween extravaganza
0: we are we're going to do a bit of a monster mash-up a little bit of a uh, fun filled exciting episode because we have a interview with Ricky Brigante. Woo. And the lovely Ricky is going to tell us all about the Haunted Mansion we're going to talk about our favourite bits and the attractions history and all this lot but we're going to also talk about Ricky's obsession with it because he's a little bit obsessed to the point he got to be a cast member in a competition held by Disney a few years ago he got to flow out to Disneyland in California and be a cast member for a few days so he's going to tell us all about that and then there's some someone called Kim Goodwin? What what do you think she's doing? Probably still locked in a cupboard. <laughs> I think you're going to rattle on about your trip, love. Well,
1: I am because Michelle's asked me to talk about my pre-planning for my trip, which Yay. is a um, two-week stay at Walt Disney World with a four-night cruise, just tagged on the end for fun. Um, you're not supposed but... to do it now. <laughs> well, no, but all I'm going to say is I had a planner, so I don't expect <laughs> the segment to be very long, listeners, so... You know, don't be getting your pens and paper out ready to jot notes, <laughs> hints, and tips because I don't think it's going to last too long. But I'm sure I can prattle on about something to keep our Michelle
0: happy. Fish extenders.
1: Yeah, not even started it yet.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about this the next episode, Kim, because I really, really do despair. I really do.
1: Yeah, Michelle's just said, Have you packed yet? And went, What? That's like the, <laughs> night... I do that the night before? I've got like 26 days left. Why would I be packing now? Because you've got to start organising. Yeah, me and organisation don't really go well together.
0: I'll come and organise. I'll pack for you. Cheers. Yeah. A suitcase for me, suitcase for you, and we'll leave Aaron at home.
1: Oh, well, he can't because his tickets are non-transferable. They're in his name.
0: Damn. Oh, well, never mind. On that note, when I'm yes. not being invited on a holiday with Kim and her lovely husband...
1: You didn't invite me on your holiday.
0: I wish I would have done love at all, yeah. I wish I'd have taken (laughs) you. Oh, don't get me started down that road. (laughs) Keep in touch with us, Minxes. Give us a tweet, give us a message, give us a like on Facebook. We will love hearing from you. It's you guys that help give a little bit of pixie dust and sparkle to our show. So it's mini kisses from me. Mwah. And mini kisses from me.
1: Mwah.